0: ago Uh, I was I was in a new city and in a new job and getting ready to start a new school for my uh, for grad school and I had uh, landed a job I mean it was it was tough I was a part-time youth pastor making 50 bucks a week I mean people were knocking down the doors to get that job uh mid 90s that was still not very much money i'm just letting you know but uh but but as i was uh going to be going to school going to seminary uh working as a as a youth pastor in this church and and i remember uh early like right at the beginning showing up one evening for a uh, for a meeting uh, my first first big meeting with the church board, and uh, I don't know, probably one of my first days on the job, because I remember this, uh, my pastor, my boss, uh, uh, showing me around and, and showing me some, some details and things that I needed to know, and, and one thing that we did was we went out the back door and, and up the narrow sidewalk in order to go to the youth building. Now, youth building sounds impressive, uh, it was an old barn that had never been uh, knocked down. And should have been knocked down, actually, while we were there, it was knocked down, and uh, we replaced that whole deal but uh but we walked up there and, and had a little padlock on it. The... anyway, I'm following the pastor up up this uh the sidewalk and the and the the door is there and uh and and again, first day uh we're, we're there and and he reaches up and, and begins to unlock, and I'm standing behind him, and immediately I realize something: he's got a hole in his pants. Anybody ever had a hole in their pants before? okay. Anybody not known you had a hole in your pants before? Well, this guy has a hole in his pants, and it wasn't just a little hole. It was like kind of upper thigh in the back, uh, kind of horizontal... Just to let you know, I knew what color underwear he had on, okay? This is, I don't want to get too graphic, but I just know that so as he's reaching up to do this, I'm going, whoa, okay, there we go. So uh, first day on the job, uh, first big meeting, a uh, little intimidated at the time. I mean, how do you tell your new boss and pastor that you can see his underwear, right? So I didn't say anything. I figured, you know, we're going into this meeting in a in a little bit. He'll, he's gonna be sitting down at the table. No one's ever gonna know. Uh, maybe he'll even be able to to, uh, to to feel the cold metal on his on the back of his leg, and maybe he'll get a clue. Yeah, uh, I just I I just can't can't really tell him. Nobody's gonna find out. I I was uh, I was wrong about that. Uh, because during the meeting uh, we were brainstorming some things and the pastor said you know this is a good time to write some of this down uh, there's a whiteboard right here so I'm going to get up and he grabbed his little marker and he turned around the board, board's all here and he reaches up much like he had to unlock the the door reaches up and starts writing on the board and immediately everyone in the whole room knew what color his underwear was okay so it just that's how it how it happened, and. Um, uh, one board member immediately spoke up. Uh, she was quite outspoken, anyway, as I would come to learn. Uh, but uh, she she immediately pointed it out, uh, told him what in the world, asked him what in the world's going on, and uh, told him about that hole. He was embarrassed. We were embarrassed that he was embarrassed, and all those things. And uh, and then in front of God and the board and everybody, uh, he asked me, "Hey, you were here earlier. Didn't did you see that? Didn't you see that?" And i I had to say uh, that, that I had and I hadn't said anything. Uh, I mean, not exactly the, the best first day on the job. Um, I don't know if you've ever been in a situation like that, maybe not exactly like that, but uh, but like when you're in a conversation with someone, and and I, I know, this is maybe getting a little too off, but I don't know, they've got a booger hanging out a little bit, you know, can we talk about, can we say boogers in church? Yeah, I thought we were going to be in the picnic shelter, and and you can say boogers in a picnic shelter more than you can in the, but anyway, okay, well, we're talking about boogers today, or maybe they've got broccoli in their teeth, or, or I mean, you don't want to embarrass them, but you don't want them to go around all day like that, I... I I've learned, though, that, that, that over, over time, I've learned that, that real friends uh, tell the truth to each other, even if it's hard, right? And, and of course, the, the other person, the person with the booger or the broccoli or the hole in their pants, uh, if, if you tell them, then they have to decide if they're going to do anything about it, right? Uh, because I've also learned that it matters what we do with what we, when we learn the truth, right? Uh, see, some people might get embarrassed and, and leave and, and not show their face again. Oh, I've got a hole in my pants and everybody saw it. Ah, oh, and I'm, I'm, and I'm going to, some people might get mad that you said something uh, and, and others might want to pretend it's not there. Of course, the best thing to do when you learn the truth is to accept it and to act on it. And that's exactly what this king did in, uh, in 2 Chronicles 34, the, the last king we're going to talk about uh, in, this, in this whole uh, uh, book of, of, of history of the Israelite people. His name was Josiah. And something special you need to know about Josiah right up front, Josiah, when he became king, was eight years old. Eight years. Anybody here eight years old right now? Right there in the back, I see that hand. No, you're not? You, Just through VBS a whole week, and now you're lying to the pastor. Look at that. No, I'm just kidding. You're having fun. That's good. So have you been eight years old? Are you you almost eight years old? You're past eight years old. You're going to be seven. You're close to eight years old then. All right, good. Can you imagine if you were president of the United States right now? You can, okay, good. Uh, we are in good hands. Uh, confidence um, and uh, breaking the glass ceiling and all sorts of things, that's awesome. Uh, how many of you have ever been eight years old before? I see all those hands, look at that. Can you imagine leading uh, a country when you were eight years old? You probably had trouble, um, you know, riding your bike. I you, well, Hopefully you didn't. But uh, Josiah is eight years old when he becomes king. He is now in charge of an entire country. Uh, and, and he's actually, uh, if, if you read through it, if you, if you uh, uh, get in Second Chronicles uh, around chapter 34 in there and, and, uh, and beyond, you'll see that Josiah was actually a pretty good king. Um, he he prayed to god he he did what god said he got rid of the sinful things in the country and, and when he got a little older he gave the command for his people to clean up the temple now last week we talked about uh, Hezekiah and that he had to clean up the temple then there were a couple of kings in there uh, that, uh, that 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 just let the country go to go to pot again and the temple got all junked up and everything again and then Josiah comes along and, and he says we got to clean this thing up again and and so when they got in there, when all the people got in there to clean this up, they found something pretty important. I want to read just a few verses from Second Chronicles thirty four, verses fourteen through nineteen. So if you have a a device with you or or a, a Bible with you, I'd I'd encourage you to to turn there. Again, we don't have it up here because we're outside. Remember, and we don't have a screen or anything. We're outside. Second Chronicles thirty four, beginning in verse fourteen, it says this. While they were bringing out the money that had been taken into the temple of the Lord, Hilkiah the priest found the book of the law of the Lord that had been given through Moses. Hilkiah said to Shaphan, the, the, the secretary, I found the book of the law in the temple of the Lord, and he gave it to Shaphan. And then Shaphan took the book of the king to the king and reported to him, Hilkiah the priest has given me a book. And Shaphan read from it. Uh, in the presence of the king and when the king heard the words of the law he tore his robes okay so they found this book it's called the book of the law of the lord it had been given to the israelite people through moses okay so we're talking about like the ten commandments and stuff right this is their version of your bible right they had lost the bible Okay, they did not have the, the It wasn't like everybody had it on their phones back then, because they didn't have phones back then. I, I know it's hard to hard to imagine, kids, but uh, uh, they, they, they did not have a, a, a written copy. They didn't have the Bible. They had lost the Bible. Uh, the The country had gone downhill so much that they they didn't even know where the Bible was, let alone what it said and how to follow it. And although. Although we have access to many Bibles today on our shelves, on our coffee tables, uh, the apps on our phones, if, if we're not reading it, if, if we're not searching it for God's truth, then we're in the same boat that they were. Because just because you have a Bible doesn't mean that it's going to change you unless you're, uh, you're digging into it. You will not live the life that God wants you to live if you're not spending time reading God's word, the Bible. If if you're not keeping his truth in front of you, then you'll drift away from following God. That's one huge reason why we put in all this time and effort and expense and and everything to host something like Vacation Bible School. Uh, Because uh, all week long, these kids have been learning God's truth from God's word uh, uh, directly for their lives. The Bible contains the very words of God. And so many times, we don't even, we don't even think about looking there for answers. We, we walk through life and, and we've got so many things on and we're getting information from so many places when the, the most important place we should be digging into to find truth, real, honest-to-God truth, is in Scripture, in the Bible. And many times, it's like it's locked away in the temple and we're not even digging into it. I'd encourage you, one thing I think we need to learn right up front from this story of this eight-year-old King Josiah is that, that that we need to be taking time, all the time, every day, digging into, cracking open the truths of Scripture. You will not know God's truth if you're not opening God's Word. Don't ignore the truth of the Bible. But then, now, uh, once you discover God's truth, how do you handle it? You can't handle that. No, that's a whole other sermon, I think, probably. Certainly a whole other movie. But um, uh, it, I guess, I don't know. This is how my mind works. Scary place to be. But uh, it's a little like being told you have a booger hanging out. Okay? Okay. Uh, are you going to believe it and do something about it? Are you going to just ignore it and pretend it's not there? I I mean, how dumb would it be for someone to tell you, "Hey, I, I you know, I want you to know, you know, we're talking here and and uh, you know, I just want you to know you got a little got a little booger hanging." And and then you say, "No, I don't." And they say, "Well, yeah, I mean, you do. I'm right here. You were like feet away. I can see it and it's right there. It's you know, to be honest, it's a little gross." And uh, probably would be good if you did something about it. There's Kleenexes over there. You maybe dip into the, you Just go ahead and, and you go, you know what? No, no, I, I don't think I do. I, that's your opinion. Um, I, that's that's not my truth. That's, uh, that's your truth. I'm going to live my truth. To which I would say, come on, it's not your truth <laughs> or my truth or anybody's truth. It's the truth and you need to do something about it, right? Uh, I, I think a lot of people hear truth from God. Uh, truth about sin truth about how to live truth about changes they need to make and and they respond a little bit like that well yeah, that's your opinion i'm not going to change because because i'm going to do what i want i'm going to live in my truth in spite of what what the truth is i'm going to i'm going to do what i want to do and that's exactly what josiah could have done In fact, that's exactly what his father and his grandfather, the kings who came before him, that's exactly what they had done. They had followed their own wicked ways for so long, uh, they, they didn't even know where the Bible was, let alone how to follow it. They had ignored God and his truth, and they'd lived by their own truth. But Josiah responded differently, and we need to follow his example. Josiah believed God's truth, and then he acted on it. This, this young king heard the truth of God as his secretary read it to him and then what did he do? He repented right there. Uh, he was so sorry for how he and his country had been living that, that he, he's the king now in, in charge. Uh, he's, he's a little older than eight at this point, when but it, when it was still very young. Uh, he's the king. He hears the, 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 the story of God. He hears the truth of God, and he tore his royal robes right there in that moment because he was so repentant for what they were not following that was in the truth of God. If you read through Josiah's story, you'll see that that, that he then called all the people together and read the Bible to them. And then led them in renewing their commitment to God, uh, and and really just ushered in a revival, which is what we've been talking about all these weeks. That for, uh, whether that's uh, coming out of COVID or or just uh, just needing a renewal of sorts, our spiritual lives need to be uh, in, uh, constantly refreshed and encouraged and, and revitalized. We we need to we need a revival, and and that's what Josiah ushered in because of his response to the truth of God as he heard it. He didn't ignore the truth. He didn't just go through the motions of following God like a lot of the kings that we've talked about. He believed the truth and he acted on it. Now, believe it or not, um, I served in that church that I told you about uh, with the pastor in the ripped pants. Uh, He changed his pants, by the way. Uh, But uh, I served there for over four years. They didn't fire me. Uh, They were that desperate. They kept me around. And... uh, I'd say that I learned a lot in those, in those four years. I, I still remember one, uh, one uh, quirky kid that we had in the youth group who was a handful most of the time. he uh, was quite a challenge on a mission trip that we took. Uh, we'll call him Andy because that was his name and he was far from innocent. So we're just going to j- go right there. His name's Andy. And uh, Andy was in seventh grade and uh, I mean, he didn't, he didn't have great hygiene are we allowed to talk about that in church either? I don't know. He, he, he smelled. Uh, and, uh, and didn't really, you know, twice a week. He'd come on Wednesdays and Sundays, and, and it wasn't that big a deal uh, just seeing him a, a couple hours a week. But, uh, but when we're on a, a mission trip for over a week, uh, closed up in a, in a church bus or, or sleeping in close quarters, I, I mean, it had to be addressed, right? And, and as the youth pastor, uh, I got to be the one to address it. Now I wasn't going to bathe the boy. It wasn't going to happen that way. That wasn't going to happen. He said seventh grade, uh, but I did want him to at least get in the proximity of a shower. That's just, I I knew I couldn't physically make that happen, but, but he'd resist all my suggestions for bathing. And, uh, I finally remember locking him in the bathroom in the hotel room and not letting him out. You're not coming out till you take a bath so i didn 't physically bathe him, but I locked him. but i 'm convinced the water was running uh great good stuff he 's taken a shower. I am convinced to this day that he turned the shower on, waited ten minutes, got his hair a little wet, and then came out i 'm confident that that 's what happened. He had gone through the motions of taking a shower, but he hadn 't really solved the problem right and And what was true in that hotel room years ago is sometimes true in our spiritual lives today. Going through the motions doesn't accomplish anything in our spiritual lives you can go through the motions of following the truth you can go through the motions of living for god you can you can make things look good on the surface maybe even fool some people as you as you go to church or you talk about spiritual things or, or you uh, attend bible school maybe even volunteer at bible school uh, but but that doesn't make you a true follower of god any more than standing in a bathroom with a shower on makes you clean Right, When we're confronted with the truth of God for our lives, we have to believe it. We have to internalize it, and then we have to act on it. We can't just go through the motions of a religious life. For Josiah, that meant massive reforms for him and for his country. They had to stop sinning. And and for some here today, maybe it means the same thing, massive reforms. Following God means that there are some things that other people do that we don't do because God says they're wrong. There are some things that we do that others don't do because God says they're right. Right? We act differently. We talk differently. We respond differently. We live differently because we believe the truth of God and we're going to act on it and live like it every day of our lives. The truth of God's word changes us. We've got to realize not only do we need to open scripture and, 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 and be confronted with the truth of God, but we need to believe what it says, not come to to uh, to Scripture with our own ideas and say, "Well, we're gonna, I'm gonna do it my way." We're not just gonna walk through the motions of things, but but we're going to open Scripture and respond to it by believing it and acting on it. And then I think there's there's one more thing that that we need to need to hear from this story of Josiah. You need to speak God's truth to the people around you. I, I, that's that that's. What I should have done on that, uh, that first day with my new pastor and his ripped pants, right? It might have been a weird conversation for both of us, but the truth should have been told. Uh, come right out front, uh, come to light right away. Uh, Josiah, uh, in this story, used his influence to bring the people back to God, to follow God's truth for their lives, he didn't just hear the truth and go, oh yeah, I need to change, uh, and, and then he kept it to himself. He saw, wow, and I've got this, I've got influence over all these people. I, I can use what I've learned, the truth that I've learned, and I can share that with those around me. And that's exactly what he did. In 2 Chronicles 34, it says this. Josiah removed all the detestable idols from all the territory belonging to the Israelites, and he had all who were present in Israel. Serve the Lord their God. As long as he lived, they did not fail to follow the Lord, the God of their ancestors. Josiah used his influence to speak truth to those around him. When God reveals truth to you, you've got to accept it, act on it, and as you do, that will influence the people around you it will be evident that you're following God that might be in your house that might be in your neighborhood that might be with your friends that might be at school when school starts up again sorry I just said a bad word in church because it's the middle of summer uh, but and I said school but uh, it might be at work as you go to work that that as you are as you have accepted God's truth and you're acting on it as best as you can you're you're getting rid of the bad stuff and you're going all in with God and all the good stuff that he has for you it's going to be evident that you're following God and other people will be impacted by your influence God working through you Josiah eight years old paving the way for all of us I I guess all of this talk about boogers and broccoli and pants with holes and middle school showers for boys and I, a boy who became king all, I think all of that just comes down to this we've got to search for God's truth And when we discover it, we can't ignore it or just go through the motions. We've got to believe it and do what it says. You'll not only live a life that honors God and receive his blessing for yourself, but you'll influence other people to follow him too. There are so many things, so many messages in the world today that lie to us about who we are. That, that 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 tell us that we're not good enough, that we don't measure up, that that uh, that that that, uh, that 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 we aren't accomplishing uh, what uh, what we should, and uh, and and so many messages that 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 draws away from what God wants. We need to believe what God says about us. We believe His truth. Not all the things that the world says are the truth, little t, but we need to believe the capital T truth. Of God's word, that that we are loved, that we are uh, His priceless treasure, Father God. Again, we thank you for for your presence here today. We thank you for your presence throughout this week and for all that you are doing in our lives. Lord, I pray that as we are encountered with messages in the in the the. Uh, the neighborhood, or the uh, the workplace, or at school, or wherever, Lord, I I pray that we can we can try to match those up with Your Word, and that we can we can believe the truth, Your truth, and apply it to our lives. We thank You that 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 a huge part of that is that You tell us who we are. Our identity is wrapped up in You. We are we are children of God, Lord. I pray that 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 You would guide us and direct us in our lives, that we can truly live lives that honor You and that others will come to know you because of our influence, because of what you are doing in and through us. Lord, we, uh, we love you. In Jesus' name we pray.